Merry Switchmas, Jimmy. Here's your presents. Oh, thanks, Dad. Hope we get what I wanted. Yeah, here's some uh, Switch games. Here's Mario Odyssey and Mario Kart. Switch games. What a socks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The House of Mario, episode 31. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Bryce DeWitt. Yes, episode 30. Yeah, thir- yeah. That's, that's a good take. <laughs> yeah, uh, take. This week, we're going to be talking all about the Nintendo Switch, as it is its one-year anniversary. So, Merry Switchmas to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And us, to us all, as Switch fans. Yes. Yep. It's been, it's been a really good year. Oh, it's it's been it's been a stellar year. Like we've we've covered it in other episodes as well, but this episode we want to go sort of celebrate the year more. Oh yeah, more than just reflect on it. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Just to start off, I want to just bring up the boring stuff. Get it out of the way. Just the sales figures. So the Switch, uh, as of February, has sold fourteen point eighty six million consoles. Ooh, I was actually pretty close in saying that it would hit fifteen mil. Hmm. It would have easily hit that by now. Probably would have hit that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, before recording this. Yeah, even. easily. Yeah. What It beat the Wii U in 10 months. <laughs> yeah, it did. Which, uh, which is insane. Which really shows, like, um, th- them getting the Wii U to, to sell and perform how it did was pretty hard on their behalf. They had, <laughs> <laughs> they had to, like, make They tried it, really hard. They must, like, oh, it's just a shame. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's all right. Right. Now we're in 2018 and we've got a wonderful little Switch handheld system. Oh, play. yes. Yes, yes, we do. We take it anywhere we want to go and mm. play whatever the hell we want to play and shove it in the TV and... Shove it in the TV. In the yeah. TV, just yeah. like Just like an old like cassette. Like they did with the Wiimotes. <laughs> People throwing Wiimotes into the TV. Well, just literally just throw it. Just wedges in the it's TV. Like, yeah, it's, it's like you want to play Switch on your TV, but frisbee it right into the screen. <laughs> All right, yeah. Don't you have your wrist straps when you're playing a Switch? In case, <laughs> well, that's why they got rid of. They, that's why they got rid of them. They want you to throw your, your Switch through your TV. You do still have your uh, wrist straps for your Joy Cons, though. Mm. When you're really getting into Mario Kart, you just fucking fling it off. <laughs> I mean, I guess. No, Lord knows that I'll never use it. But no, even even with the extendo buttons, I don't think there's much point. No. Yeah, I find like I find if I'm holding it and swinging it, I actually prefer it without that little rail on. Yeah. It, makes, it makes that bit thicker, so you can't reach the analog stick quite as well, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it's a bit strange. I don't know. I, I just don't use them. To be honest, I'm not even sure where mine have gone. <laughs> mm. They've gone somewhere. They're in my they're <laughs> they're in my office. I just I, I just have no idea where in my office they have gone. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> um. Let's uh let's uh I watched this today. Uh, we a year ago. When we went and got our switches, we went. We recorded the video of us unboxing them. Yes, we did. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, it, it reminded me, like, how how excited we were. I, I've probably never been so excited for a release of a console. Oh hell no! Yeah. There's been there's been other things like the DS. I was really looking forward to the Wii, but I didn't get those on launch or anything. The 3DS actually is probably one I'll compare it to, but. The Switch, I remember just watching videos and videos of people unboxing it on YouTube. No, oh, yeah, yeah. When people got it early and yeah, mm. through media release and all that. Mm. Yeah. Makes me wish I was one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. 
We we have them now. It's in our hands. We can love it forever. <laughs> it's celebrated as one of the best Nintendo launches in history. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, it's one of my favourite... Like, when the Wii U was in its the peak of its doom and gloom, I was like, right, I really want a, a sort of an iPad you can dock and have a TV, have a controller. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they pretty much made that, but they also innovated so much with the Joy-Cons, it's made it into something just really, really special. Well, uh, you know, the the original... The original thought was just like, "Hey, look! It's a, it's, it's kind of a Wii and a Wii and a Wii U smashed and in, smashed into one thing, and made portable. Mm. It almost is. Yeah. If you consider the Joy Cons, oh, I want to, I want to, I kind of want to give a shout out to those little things because God, they're they're incredible. Shout out to the Joy Cons. Shout yeah. out to the Joy Cons. <laughs> like you, you think you think about it, like getting a Wiimote whenever you went and bought a Wiimote. A lot of people complain about the Joy-Con's prices, but if you think about it, when you went and got a Wiimote and you had to buy a nunchuck, it was still about 100 bucks. Mm. And also, for a PlayStation Move twin pack, which you need to play PSVR games these days, it's $60. Um, it's $120 for a twin pack of those. So yeah. it's $120 for these things, and these things have a lot more well, newer technology yeah. in them. Well, the thing is, is that like... <laughs> The thing is, is with uh, the moves, I'm not sure how the moves have improved to this day, but I remember them obviously being closely in comparison to their competitor, which was the Wiimote. Mm, the Motion um, Plus, Which, yeah. well, even still. Mm. Like, you... Uh, I remember picking up a move at Harvey Norman and trying to play a move there, and you literally couldn't get far away enough from the screen for the move to be read. Yeah, so it's not really the best environment to no, test it, no. It's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure... I'm not too sure how they are nowadays, whether they're much better or anything like that, but just still, I, I just, I just feel like, uh, like Nintendo had really, did really, so, really solid, even with the early Wii concept. And then, mm. uh, moving on from that, they've created these Joy-Cons that do practically the same thing as a Wii remote. Opens up a whole lot of, like, whole lot of possibilities for the future. Yeah, might still see Wii games on the Switch if we ever get a virtual console, which we we have we still have no idea what's going on there. But um, mm. you know, it it's it's good, it's good, and like allows for variability. Well, it, you can see things like Labo coming to fruition. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> like yeah. who who would have thought you'd be uh, putting these things into bits of cardboard like a year and a half later? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. And and the way they use them is just unreal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh well, it's just you know so much jam packed in mm. each one of those little things. Just uh, jumping off the topic of uh, overexpend like over uh, price peripherals. Um, when it came out, I had pre-ordered about nine hundred and something dollars worth of oh, stuff from EB Games. You were into it, and that's with price matching. Mm-hmm. So. $120 for Joy-Cons, I think, which I got down to 100 And there's a case, the Switch itself, a couple of games, uh, you know, Z- Zelda Collector's Edition, you know, all out of that pretty quick. But, um, yeah, I um, I felt like it was money well spent. I was, I was <laughs> going to say, it, it, it was definitely a year where dropping money on Nintendo was not wasted. Mm, yeah. <laughs> In the slightest. Like, um, even, even with Breath of the Wild, like, I, I want to go back and... I, I'm kind of itching to go back and play Breath of the Wild again. I want to go back and play Xenoblade again. I've still got several games in my case that I've got to finish, sure. But 
the longevity of the Switch is really starting to prove itself just by like the lineup it's had this year and like mm. the the method and means we can use to play it. Yeah, which is awesome. We're just running like running into this year where like personally for me there's really nothing I'm interested in apart from the indie games that are coming through. From Nintendo there isn't too much I'm interested in apart from probably Mario Tennis. Well, the thing is the thing is is this is such a big cooldown period for them. Because mm. last year was so huge. Yeah. Uh, the release of the console, you know, you had a Mario game, a Zelda game. You may have... You had, you know, a new IP come out. We had... We saw Splatoon 2. You know, uh, we had a whole a whole collection of ports that came as well. And while that isn't very appealing to most people, and I understand that, ports are really good for the, envi- like the environment of the console. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Considering how the Wii U went. Mm. Uh ports are great and i have actually reinvested money into ports that i've already well of games that i'd already played on the wii u um so i have mario kart 8 well mario kart 8 but i also have pokken tournament because i'm like yeah i should probably give this more of a go Mm. they're caring about it more than on the switch than they ever did on the wii u which is fantastic it was really awesome to see that it's getting new download new content yeah yeah it's awesome absolutely last toys I haven't yeah. seen how he plays, but it would be awesome to play. Well, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then you got Age of Slash and stuff like that as yeah. well. Oh. It'd be great. Um, I'm, I really have the intention to spend more time with Pokken on Switch than I do on the Wii U. But yeah. that's because I don't have to sit at the TV and dedicate hours to it. No, oh, to be fair, you didn't on the Wii U either. But yeah, okay. I didn't. But I've still got your copy sitting in my drawer. Yeah, I know, you bastard. <laughs> you you're free to take it back whenever you like. <laughs> I was like, I want to, I want to play it while you're away because yeah. Drew went on vacation uh, for a couple months, and I was like, hey, can I borrow it? I want to try it out. And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I played it a couple times. I'm like. Not really feeling it. It's pretty good, but I, it, it's not Smash Bros for me, and we have Smash Bros at this point. I don't have Smash Bros on Switch, so this is really the big time for me to invest in it. Mm. And I think that's partially, like, not just for Pokken, obviously, but I think that's been the, like, mostly their reason for laying off Smash for a little bit. Yeah. Just uh, after our Pokemon episode, I've been really <laughs> like, oh, I really want to play some Pokemon games. So, yeah, I, I've been thinking about getting Pokken, but. It was eighty, ninety dollars. Like it's not a small investment. I mean, it's when, not when I've already got it. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, I suppose. So. I mean, I know it's not, but at the same time, like mm. uh, it's it's the same thing with Smash nowadays. Now that nowadays we are massive Smash fans, we've always been been massive Smash fans. But since this console's come out, we've had no reason to fucking Wii U mm. and play it. So it's kind of just like I could, I could have, I could have just sat there and plugged in my Wii U and played it on that. But I decided to get it on Switch instead because I was like, well, yeah, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather play it in bed. And they're like, oh, but the Wii U tablet. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Well, do you, do you want to go back to it? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, my my Wii U tablet broke within the first couple of years. The control stick's been funky for years. Yeah. And there's no easy way to replace them. So what's what's the what's the point? You know, realistically. Yeah, because w- when I saw the lineup for this year, it's sort of like, oh, there's nothing until uh, June where they're going to announce their slate for the second half of the year at E3. Now, there's Donkey Kong and Horror Warriors, Kirby, Kirby, which is, um, you know, will be good. I don't know if I'll uh, be too excited to <coughs> drop eighty dollars necessarily, but well, likely it'll be good. I-, I mentioned it before, but not for eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah, but um. Like, all the games last year, 
they released so much last year it's sort of like Xenoblade 2 for example I've I bought that but I've barely touched it mm. you know I could go back to that that'll entertain me for Hey, 200 hours look, if that if, if you want to go there and experience the story uh, that had the out, the update last week that don't that not only added in a uh, new game plus which adds new content to the game and I'm really going to go back and play that um, free content without having to need to buy the expansion mm. mind you the expansion stuff uh, but they also added in easy mode so if you just want to experience the story that was that's that's also an option is it a hard game? Um, necessarily uh, or it requires a bit of thinking, I think. That's that's good. Well, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's an RPG. It should require a bit of thinking, but mm. like, uh, it's you know, it's 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 not very grindy if you kill things that you see on the way and yeah. just don't run away from them and stuff like that. But if the thing is, is if you just want to experience the story, you, you've got easy mode, frantically easier, obviously. Yeah, you can go and just clear the story, say you've had your fun with it, whatever, move on. You don't have to go on the new game plus, but personally, I will be. I'd lo- I'd love to see new game plus. There's, I think, seven new rare blades or something. Mm. Even I've already got, I've already done all the rare blade grind, so that's just more rare blades for me. <laughs> I want more, mm. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, and then obviously on top of that, we've had uh, very expensive game, very expensive games in both Breath of the Wild and Mario with their pretty much infinite collectible pools. Mm. You know. Yeah, because uh, Breath of the Wild, that really set a, a good example of the quality that's going to follow on Switch. Mm, because yeah. if, if they didn't have... If they had the Switch come out and they just had it come out with Shovel Knight and uh, Fast Racing, Neo... No. Oh, the sequel Neo to Race, Yeah, Neo Racing yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, stuff like that. That would have been like, oh, everyone would have been... Pff, it's another Nintendo console. But them coming out like, boom, this is one of the best games of the generation, literally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Them coming out the gates like that and really proving a point, having that type of game on such a small, convenient, portable thing, which no one's ever seen before. No, yeah, yeah. Like we've had 3ds, we've had Vita too. Like you've had stuff like Uncharted and like big JRPGs like Persona Four and stuff like on on Vita, but you've never seen sort of an open world Something game. Something like Breath of the Wild, yeah. yeah. And they also really proved that as well. With Skyrim in their initial launch or oh, reveal trailer, mm-hmm. I think that was a uh, whether it's Skyrim, it's on literally everything apart from mobile and I don't know. I don't know if, probably not on Linux. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it'd probably be someone's got it running on Linux. But. Todd, you know what Todd Howard's like. Mm. He's always uh, always pushing Skyrim like it. Yeah, having such a large third party game, whether it's last gen or whatever, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, what what Bethesda delivered this year for the Switch was great. Oh, absolutely, and and it looks like they're continuing uh, their uh, support as well with uh, Wolfenstein Two next year. The or thing this is, year. yeah. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is a lot of these, a lot of these developers and stuff like that, they've all got their own switches. Why? Because it's convenient. You know, if they they work on video games all day, they probably get sick of them sometimes too. But when they want to sit down and play a complete video game, where they're just like, you know, what I feel like playing a video game. You know how how convenient would that be on a full time job through the mm. week or whatever? Well, that's not just that's just adults. <laughs> well, it is <laughs> it is it is just do. adult, but like, adults. But in, like talking from the perspective of like why developers are so intrigued mm. because that's awesome. You know, once that game's finished, it comes out on the console. They move on to that that next project. Once that game's released, they'll be like, "Cool, I'm playing it on my Switch. I've been playing it early, whatever. I've been playing it at work. I'm really happy with the product that we've." 
invested in. It's super handy if they ever want to do bug fi- like bug testing and stuff, because it, it can it can go anywhere. You know, mm. you, you think I don't know what a Switch development kit looks like though. I don't know if it's just like a box or it is, you know, a portable thing. I don't but know. It it also comes down to post-release development as well, like it bug fixes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're playing your own game and you're playing it on the bus on the way on your commute and stuff like that and you're like a bug, it's like, "Ooh, that's a weird bug." I'll have to look into that when we get get to work, see if there's anything I can do about it. Sort of thing. So basically, they made the switch. So Shigeru Miyamoto, on, no god, no. when he's riding to work on his bike, he's like he can he can uh, have a look through Mario Odyssey to see if there's any bugs. No, no. That, that's where the idea comes. Well, where'd you get the idea for the Nintendo Switch? Well, Shigeru Miyamoto was trying to play the Wii U <laughs> on the way to work, and he was trying to hold the console while riding his bike, and it just wasn't working for him. Oh my god! <laughs> so we just made it a standalone console with Joy Cons you can take off, and you can put it on the handlebars. And play video games and not pay attention to the road. Yeah. No. Obviously, it's not the only reason that developers would be interested in it, but, like, from a perspective of, like, if if you wanted to develop a video game for anything, I feel like Switch is super convenient, you know? And because it's running off of NVIDIA tech, it's easy to port stuff to it, and people can work around it. That's why we're seeing stuff like Doom and Skyrim. Mm. I don't think it's easy. Um, Developers have gone on note and said bloody hard <laughs> but oh it's it's hard to work around the limitations of the hardware yeah but also like um like the ps4 and xbox one they don't work they don't have nvidia tech in them they're amd so it's not as easy to port from that to NVIDIA. Oh, no but if you're going from pc to thingy it's not too bad mm. yeah. I, I, a lot of games these days aren't though they're developed for like the two major consoles than the pc well, if you're doing a fresh development on the Switch, it's also easier though, because mm. it's the video. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. The that's video. why. That's why you see so many indie games coming there from Steam. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's easy. It's easy to port, and they like the video tech is great. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Mr. Developer here. It's easy. No, it, it's it's not it's not from, <laughs> it's not from a developer type of thing. It's more or less the fact that just if you've ever tried to work with AMD hardware, which I have in the past, just to get the shit running sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> I'm not a fan of AMD. I mean, I I might be in this gen with the Threadripper and all that stuff, but I, yeah, pre yeah. like yeah, AMD five years ago, holy crap, that was a nightmare. I can't comment. I got no idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know that's the, PC building experience. I know the consoles have uh, AMD. I know Switch has Nvidia, and my computer has Nvidia. That's mm-hmm. what I know. You see, that's how they make money off consoles because AMD is much cheaper. Hmm. It is much, much, much cheaper to use in development. Yeah, well, good on them. That's a good, good idea then. Oh. I think Nintendo just went with Nvidia because Nvidia's had experience with the uh, the Shield and. I think it was good that, that portable sort of high powered portable. Of course, yeah, because yeah. they had the Shield. But at the same time, I think you know, I think it's a very good power move. Whether they realize it or not, it's a very, very good power move because Nvidia is premier stuff. Mm. Nvidia is really good, and like the thing is, is uh, especially in this day and age, and maybe like AMD with the Threadripper line of cores and stuff like that. AMD is really taking a good market these days, but uh, Nvidia has a very good balanced market, where like from low end to high end, they're really good. But AMD don't really have that; they're kind of just like low end and mid range. You don't bother, but when you go to the high end, that's when they're better. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Right. But, but they don't have the high-end stuff in the Xbox One and the PS4, which makes me just go... Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, PC nerd talk aside. <laughs> disgusting. Well, I'm joking. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it's important. Um, just Mar- Mario Odyssey uh, selling over 60 to 60% of the Switch's install base is just nuts. I think last time, oh, yeah. last time it was reported, it was uh, 9 point something million copy mm-hmm. sold mm-hmm. which when you think about it you have a Nintendo Switch and you're not buying Mario Odyssey it's like well Jesus and that, there was still five so million people that haven't, hadn't bought it what are you doing <laughs> what's wrong with you what's wrong with you <laughs> Jesus <laughs> uh, yeah but that's insane for any console have that type of install base apart from Wii Sports or a packing or well, I mean, how how much did how much did the PS4 and the Xbox One sell in their first year? Do you have any idea? Um, I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is just out of my head, but I think the PS4 is about thirteen point something. No oh, shit, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm like, don't take take that with a grain of salt. Go and look it up if you really want to know. But I think it was something like that. Yeah. So technically, switch past it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's first year if that's true. Yeah, that's... I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not oh, that no. confident. <laughs> well, no, yeah, but I, I think I, I, I do think I remember hearing that it passed mm. PS4 in sales. But yeah. but the PS4 it sold what it sell one million in the first day in the United States alone. Yeah. So the the PS4, obviously, still going strong as it started. So if the Switch even loses a little bit of momentum, it's. Oh yeah, it'll yeah. fall off a cliff. But like the thing is, is that. Um, you know, just having that install base alone says a lot for Nintendo. It gives, it puts a lot of money in Nintendo's coffers. Not that they, they are short; they have plenty of money, but it gives it gives them more of a keen interest to develop for that console. Yeah, and hundred oh, yeah. percent with the install base that we've got so far. Like, obviously, we've got tons of indie games coming over. You got like brilliant titles like Celeste. You know, Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight's back again. You know, stuff like that. All these indie titles, like, yep. Mm. Go on to the Switch. Like, I hadn't picked up my Switch in about two weeks, to be honest, until maybe uh, yesterday. I'm like, what's on the eShop? And I can't even keep up what's coming. No, yeah. And that's... Floods. And that's... I don't know if that's more a bad thing or a good thing, because I don't know if this is quality stuff or not. Well, uh, I think... I think uh, most of it's pretty all right. Mm. I I think... I I don't know if you're, like, near... Like, the first month of the Switch, when stuff was like, oh, what's happening, Scott? five games out or four games three games mm-hmm. and you look into each one of them and a lot of people know what's going on because everyone's so keen for games and now I just feel like there's too many games <laughs> well the, see the thing is is that quality quality control uh, it, it's it's going to be a touchy subject with any console mm. I, I, I was on the PS Plus store the other day because I'm, I've, I've been making a conscious effort to turn on the PlayStation more often Mm-hmm. I've got some shit I've got to finish. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, when it comes to quality control, can't really talk about that shit. I think I, I think the last time I was on there, um, like, and I'm not saying this is like a PlayStation thing. I'm saying it's an overall thing. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. By example, by example, I went on the PlayStation store and, uh, I, like, I, uh, went through like a catalog of like Final Fantasy stuff that, you know, I had, I was looking at and stuff like that. And because it re- was recommending, you know, like, uh, Japanese RPG sort of things, 
I eventually found myself this little gem that was worth like seven dollars thirty-five, and it was just like this two D two D anime character with bugger all frames walking walking along a plane by itself and attacking things. And it was one of the most horribly animated things I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> you, you look at it and go, why would I pay $7.50 for that? $7.50 is not worth it. Mm-mm. You know, sort of thing. And God, even uh, they, you know how they have the splash on the PS store for all these games and stuff like that? Yeah. That was like compressed, like horizontally. So it just like, it's squished as hell. So they can't even spend like a good four hours doing a real nice Photoshop. They didn't even spend four hours making the game, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, okay. And like, what? what? Is this for a quick buck sort of thing? That's just what it seemed like. Mm. So, yeah. you know, I, I think there's going to be like stuff like that on the Switch to be sure. But I think like uh, with, with stuff, obviously, like Celeste... Um, which was one of the highest one of the highest rated games this year so far. That's pretty good. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just feel I guess it's just almost a nostalgia thing at this point. Just but looking back and being like, like, there's good stuff coming to Switch, and it's not being overshadowed by just crap stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now it's just you know in line with Xbox and PlayStation and. Not 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 Steam, not quite Steam. It's not <laughs> no, cause, yeah, that cause... much of a shit show yet. No, <laughs> I don't Steam, think it ever will be. Steam Greenlight, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think uh, I I think when we when we talk about releases in the end, I think that uh, the indie the indie games market is going pretty strong, and they're all interested in the Switch. You know, uh, and that's important. Mm. That's important enough in its own. And they're continuing uh, they're continuing to uh, sell a lot more on Switch as well. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. multiple developers have come out saying our games have sold, like combined all the other consoles just on Switch. I I hate is, I, I hate to beat the uh, like beat the dead horse a third time, but Celeste was the same. It yeah. was, was it? It was. I'm pretty sure. That's awesome. Yeah. They sold a they sold a massive like a, a metric ton on Switch, mm. which is awesome. That's that's so good. I mean, that's a Nintendo game in a nutshell, Celeste. Like it's well, yeah, yeah, you know, um, but. Uh, on top of that, uh, with with Nintendo's with Nintendo's big blowout last year, um, I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say this year so far. I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, Nintendo are really slow now, and I'm gonna be disappointed. I think like uh, now is the time upon which you should reflect, because I can guarantee most people that have bought Switch games, if you've bought over five, so you're looking in the range of maybe about eight to ten you probably haven't investigated in a much as uh, those games as much as you probably could have by now mm. um you've got uh some ports t- to cuddle you over you know you've got bayonetta obviously uh this year yeah you got one two so that'll take you a while <laughs> well you know there, there's yeah one bayonetta one and two and just we've got kirby coming out soon yoshi on the horizon Mm. Um, and then it, the big blowout will be at E3 again this year when we get more news on Bayonetta 3, probably. Probably get more news on Metroid, get more news on Pokemon, probably. Yeah, that's an interesting one, Pokemon. I I don't know. It could go It could go either way, to be honest. They could <sighs> either be... we Nintendo could be, we need Pokemon for this year, or and they'll be like, okay, we'll, we'll push, or they'll just be like, not this year, we didn't start that long ago. Because we don't know when they started. No, yeah, that's be- the thing. 
because they did Sun and Moon that took four, that took about four years Pokemon games tend to take four years for a new generation but a new team did Sun and Ultra Sun Ultra Moon and it just depends when this other A team for lack of a better term went onto the Switch version yeah I suppose yeah, yeah. I, I, I do not, not I do not want Pokemon this year I want Pokemon this year I don't want it to be what it will be if, if it it's coming out, out this year, yeah. we, we've talked about that, so we won't we, we won't dwell on it. No. no, but like my 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 thing is is like there are three there are three big games in the rings right now, you know, and they're probably all three of them are probably scheduled for 2019. I won't lie to you on that part. I think that Nintendo really have. I I think they're really trying to push their game here. I'll, I'll be surprised if Metroid is this year. I'll be disappointed if Pokemon's this year. Mm-hmm but also pretty happy at the same time. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing with Pokemon. Well, yeah, because you're, you're on a Pokemon high right now. But I think ultimately in the end, if you weren't on that Pokemon high, you'd just be like, please invest time into this game and make it good. Mm. Don't don't beat around the bush and give me a half-assed project. Yeah. What what else do they have sort of announced? They got, they got Yoshi, supposedly after June onwards. Well, I mean, um, you you got to take it. You got to take it from the prospects that what we have, what we already have on the wing, might not be twenty eighteen just yet. But Mario, Yoshi, Kirby. I think there's going to be a couple of games, like big games from Nintendo. Well, not big games like Mario, Zelda necessarily, but big games as in, I don't know, Animal Crossing. And- well, listen, we got a Mario title. We've got a Mario title. It might be Mario Golf, but it is a uh, Mario Tennis, but mm. it is a Mario title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a Yoshi title, which Yoshi titles usually go down pretty well. So we've got Mario Tennis, Kirby, Yoshi. Um, I've got I've got a old bet. I'm confident Smash Bros. is this year. Yeah, I think it will be. I'm confident. Uh, I'm confident that's going to be the one they're going to be like. This is this year's event for our system, and I'm not that confident. But I think Animal Crossing will make an appearance this year. Um, I don't know. I don't know. With the sudden appearance of Pocket Camp late last year, was it late last year or early this year? Uh, early this early this year, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I think they're investing a lot into Pocket Camp. I think a lot of people are really enjoying it. Um, so the issue there's there's a very big inherent issue with Animal Crossing, and that it's so very similar to The Sims, and that's where The Sims is headed. To mobile, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It absolutely is. Mm. <laughs> because they can make more money out of it that way. Yeah. I mean, on um, on mobile, it seems... Like, there's, there's a fair bit to do, but it's all so repetitive where... I know Animal Crossing is... The reason- king of repetitive. <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's not as repetitive. It seems like... Oh, like I've, I haven't really played it myself because I'm not that interested in playing it on phone. But just... You're basically like taking things to animals and they're like, oh, thank you, here's an item. And you're doing that again and again. You're just waiting for your daily thing. When you're building things, you got to wait real, real, real Repetitive. Time. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> the word I used to describe it. I just feel like, like on 3DS, Animal Crossing really reached a new audience who aren't hardcore gamers and more, more casual, but not so casual that don't own well, 3DS. Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing New Leaf was fantastic. So I, I think like last year was the hardcore they've got Mario Zelda they got they got their JR, big JRPG at the end of the year I think this year they might try and tackle a more casual audience with nah, Animal I, Crossing I don't I don't have a lot I don't have a lot of high hopes I think 
I think Pocket Camp is what they got going right now. To be completely honest, people people on people on Facebook that I know are playing Pocket Camp, and I've never even seen them as mm. Nintendo people. I mean, I heard a lot of people talk on podcasts, and I was like, "Oh, Pocket Camp! They've been loving it for two weeks, maybe a month, and it dropped right off." Well, of course, yeah, but that's an Animal Crossing game for most people. Yeah, I guess that. Well, that's just to be fair. That is just gaming in this era. I guess you just play it for a minute, then you drop it. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot of high quality stuff there, but like you went back. Obviously, back in the days of Nintendo uh, Entertainment System or SNES. Mm. You know, those games only lasted a finite amount of time and then you go back and you would play them again. Because yeah. what else did you have, really? Video games at the time were, you know, stigmatised by parents as like, oh, they're awful and like parents are more open nowadays. No, they're expensive compared but they to are. the wages and that back then too. And Oh, well, they, yeah. So yeah. you're not buying them. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying like, you know, a lot of people never even got back into video games back in that era because of that reason as well. Yeah. You know, and parents were also like, oh, video games. But, like, it started as early as that where, you know, the older generation were like, it's a waste of money. Because it has the title game inherited to it. And they're just like, it's a children's toy. You know what I mean? You don't have yeah. fun in games when you're an adult. You're a working man now, Jimmy. You better get out there. <laughs> Earn your own socks. <laughs> uh the continuity has breached a circle. It's done. All right, show over. <laughs> Jimmy is an adult now. He now needs to earn his socks. He doesn't get them in his presence. Poor Jimmy. Poor Jimmy. I remember the time when oh, I had to buy my first lot of socks. That was. That was sad. a moment you defined yourself as an adult. No, that was just. And it was depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I think the first lot of socks I bought. I went to Kmart and I got like super short ones and they wouldn't even go over my heel. Oh boy. Very annoying. (laughs) Anyway. (sighs) The year of socks. So yeah, like we're not going to have a repeat of 2017 for the Switch. Oh, hell no. No. I I think Nintendo, they had a a good backlog of stuff they're going to put on Wii U. Which they had ready for this year the, the thing last is year, the thing is, is 2017 is probably the strongest year that's ever happened in video gaming for any company ever mm. and I'm sorry to say it but it is it is more than likely the truth oh yeah for sure Breath of the Wild is a giant uh, Mario Odyssey is a giant repeats of older games that we've seen that were already incredible in their own right new IPs yeah well they had their two most loved franchises reinvent themselves to fan, fan acclaim they had yeah. Splatoon come back which was a fantastic game oh yeah which is it, it was more of the same but it was more refined more just better so it was that's yeah. what you want in the sequel I don't see why people were that upset but it was that similar I mean it's like a lot of games these days um, you got new IP arms which didn't set the world on fire but that was it's still a good IP yeah I, it's still great fun mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, know, the, and the free content that was coming up for it too. Yeah. I know. I know a lot of. Yeah, exactly. The free content they wave, wave after went wave for ages. After wave. Yeah, that's shit we haven't seen for the last literally decade. You know, the amount of content that's coming out for a game that's just there and you've it's got, free. You got brand new characters, new stages, um, balancing new weapons, all for free coming out. And in the meantime, you don't even have the option of saying, "Here's a microtransaction" or "Here's this." Yeah, yeah. Which, in some ways, I'm like kind of like a Nintendo. Kind of, you're trading us that well with that get that community that well with that game 
you know, I'm sure they'll be happy to kick a few bucks back to you if you. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. Don't really want to encourage that. But, but the thing is, it's like dwelling in the dwelling in the realms of you know paid DLC and all that stuff. Like that was really first touched on on the Wii U, and they still didn't know how to deal with it too bit too too well then. No, well, like Mario Kart, it's like, do you own this game? It's like, I don't know. Tell me, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I on the DLC page if I, if I, if I really... You I know. know, you just think it'd be like any other console. I'd be like, they better check your save data or whatever mm. it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, just uh, the um, the Wii U was their testing error for those grounds, kind of. And uh, with Mario Kart and, and, and Smash Bros, I think they did really well. And that was the main main two to really... You really gave a shit about when it comes to DLC. Yeah, stuff like Hyrule Warriors touching on it, but now that Hyrule Warriors has the Definitive Edition coming out, there's not really much point in playing it any other way. Um, no, the the way the way the DLC was handled in Hyrule Warriors is probably down to Koei Tecmo's point in some part, and I'm not really happy about it. But now it's all coming together in one collection, so whatever. Yeah, they they spread it out and just made it's, it pain in the ass to sort of. You had to own both yeah. copies, mm. and it was a it was it was, just, it was a serious pain in the butt because like. It's like, if you want to play the Wind Waker stuff, it's like, I don't want to play it on my 3DS or buy the game again. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, the uh, the game the game in itself was an, an amazing Warriors game, so I'm not sure why they, you know, wanted to take it off a little, even more by giving us half the content on two different platforms, and one of them only works on the right 3DS. Yeah, on the new 3DS. Correctly, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's just really laggy and you can't do anything about it. And then there was almost no point in them putting out that port. I won't lie to you. Oh, there was. They made some money off it. And they would have earned <laughs> a little bit off of it. But look at look at us now. We're at the Switch era and we've already got it coming again this year. There was almost no point. They should have just left it. Mm. Even if it meant zero Wind Waker content and they just left the Wind Waker content to hit the Switch. Probably not, you know, from a business standpoint. It was probably... It, Probably more successful than I'm thinking, but at the same time, no, no point. They probably like doubled the Wii U sales because they probably they probably saw the sales on Wii U and oh shit, we've got to make a bit more money out of this. Put it on 3ds, like they did with Yoshi's Woolly World, and well, and yeah, I think I think I think it comes down to them as to why this even happened. Mm. I would say, you know, they, they were they were popular. They made their way to a new console and they worked out. Um, but um, but um, I think I I think. Just, just to summarize, I think because I think that we've touched on a pretty good note when it comes to it. <coughs> I, I, th- I think I think uh, the previous year has been fantastic, and I think the future is the thing to be looking forward towards. Now, um, it's going to have to be really careful as to it, it, we're going to have to be really careful in watching whether where the hell they seem to want to go. Uh, because at the moment, we're not going to have a blockbuster this year. Like we did last year, it's going to be a very, it's going to be very slight in in comparison, and a lot of people are going to lose their hype. But uh, the thing is, is mm. you know, I think there's still a lot of exciting stuff to come. That uh, you know, down in the pipeline, pipeline is going to just reevaluate the console a whole hell of a lot more. And yeah, I feel I feel like a lot of people are going to be saying, "Oh, Nintendo hasn't lived up to last year," which they, I don't think they could have. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how like they, they would have to be a gigantic company to put out a game a month still 
like think about twenty four months in a row, you've got twenty four games. The company would have to be the city. Have to be the size of Tokyo. Up to yeah, up to the standard of Zelda, Mario, Xenoblade, Splatoon two, like they could do it, but it won't be to the caliber of that. Like, well, how, how long does Zelda take to develop? In the end, six years mm-hmm. since yeah. uh, Skyward Sword. Yep. Mario four years. Xenoblade actually turned around pretty fast, two or three years. Yeah. So. Xenoblade was damn good though. <laughs> yeah. I've heard is, from you. Oh, and a lot of other people too. I haven't heard much bad about it apart from people who aren't into uh, anime, but that's about it. Uh, I think it's I think it's just a Xenoblade's a weird JRPG series. Mm. Which a lot of people don't understand, but nobody really does for JRPGs. You you talk, you if <laughs> no one does. You could you could talk up Persona and you could be like, Oh, it's it's a game where you go to school and then like when you're not at school you're like fighting bad guys. People are just like, Oh, I don't wanna fucking make relationships and make friends and go to school. That sounds stupid. I'll be honest, like But it's a really good game. <laughs> The, the animes I the anime I really used to love back when I was in high school like you know, just like your typical crap where you they go into high school and it's a slice of life I watched a couple of those the other day when I um, got a anime lab and I'm like now I've, I'm been out of high, I've been out of high school so long I'm like oh, I don't want to do do this high school stuff again like in my media so be, like as as awesome as Persona would be, I don't know if I could go back to it. I would go into Oof. it. So. <laughs> I don't know. The completely no, no. That completely breaks the point. I think. Yeah. Okay. Because that, that's that's the same thing I'm playing into. Like a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't want to go to school. That sounds like a dumb game. Yeah, that, that, I'm not saying oh, it sounds like a dumb game. I'm just. No, I know you're not. But I'm saying like it's the same sort of negativity that revolves around it. Like yeah. it, it, it is. It is by far not about you know being at school and acting like a fucking proper citizen it is yeah. you know it it is the choices you make that shape the way you play the game and if you have the time to sit down and play stuff like fucking telltale games and shit like that and you're getting a narrative it's it's almost the same thing just in a different setting yeah you know um school school in a media type of thing and I know I'm sort of branching off here but school in a media type of thing it's I don't know. It's whatever. Hmm. High, sc- high school was completely different to the type of shit I'm consuming from the media, you know, surrounding it. Like, if I'm watching a high school-based anime or something, it, it's, you know... I, I didn't I didn't fucking run around chasing my senpai and saying kimochi and eating bentos. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That's You're not living. <laughs> you're not living but it, 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 it's it's the truth though I think it's completely different it's yeah. it's you know if you were watching a high school teenage drama on like Australian television you'd go fuck this is bullshit <laughs> pretty quickly neighbours become good friends when it's just like no joke no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> before we wrap this episode up Bryce um, we'll leave off with saying what's our what was our favourite thing about the Switch's first year and our least favourite thing from the Switch's first year um. Uh, I think my favorite thing about the Switch's first year was um, there was a lot of options, not only uh, in new games, but in my opinion and controversial opinion, I suppose, but ports 
the ports were really worth my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you could probably say the same thing in terms of when you think about Mario Kart, for example. Um, I understand that ports aren't that appealing, but like I, I've I've been playing stuff like Dragon Ball Xenoverse two and stuff like that on the Switch. Oh, how's that? I haven't talked to you about that. It's good. Yeah. It's a good game. And it was a good game when it was released and like when it was talked about and stuff like that as well. But like, you know, I've been playing it on the Switch and it's damn good there too. I really like it. Mm. But it's it's the type of game where it's like I didn't want to I didn't want to sit at my Xbox or my PS4 or my PC and I wanted to play Xenoverse 2. I just didn't really... I wasn't really interested. I used to play, like, the Budokai Tenkaichi games on the PS2 back in the day. Yeah. And I enjoyed them then. But as a grown-ass adult who tries to not sit in front of a TV playing these types of things when I could just be playing, like, a portable version... Hmm. If oh, if I'm going out or I'm in bed or something like that, yeah, yeah, it turned out really good. But you know, that's that's also the same for a couple of other games. You know, you got obviously Pocket Tournament, Mario Kart, stuff like that. All these games where like I I, they, I want to invest the time in, but it feels like such a waste sitting in front of the TV doing it because. But you have the option if you do. That's that's one of the most awesome things about it. Well, exactly. My yeah. point is, is like the, whatever way I want to consume it, I have I feel like I have more time for it. Yeah, because a, like a lot of the games on PS4 slash Vita, where where you've got the cross buy option, um, like uh, I remember I was looking to into one of the Digimon RPGs. I'm like, this is going to be a long grindy game, <laughs> and I don't I don't want to get it on PS4. No, actually, it didn't have the cross buy option. That's why I was weighing up what to get on yeah. so on PS4 it looks absolutely stunning it's got you know it's got your sound coming through your speakers it's, it's awesome but also you're not going to when am I going to be turning that on to be well yeah grinding when yeah when my girlfriend wants to use it use Netflix and that for the TV I'm like well I can't just can't like, steal it away like, sorry I've got two hours I've got to grind for the boss <laughs> but on, on Vita you know you can do that but then you do feel like playing on the TV sometimes because mm-hmm. you want to see it in its glory. Like Persona 4 on Vita. It's a beautiful game, but it's stuck on a little handheld, which mm. is good sometimes, but not all the time. Whereas on uh, Switch, you know, I saw you, you you're playing Xenoblade on the big TV, you're enjoying it, and you're doing some grinding or some more... Mediocre tasks. Yeah, mediocre tasks. A bit boring. Well, not boring, but... I think a bit I th- more brainless. You just take it out. And you're playing it there. I actually think like, uh, and this is this is just going back onto it. But I think like that's the uh, good option towards uh, st- like game streaming services. Like you've got the Steam Link, for example, or Rainway, which we has- we still have no word whether that's coming to the Switch. And God, I'm praying. Mm. Um, just, I had just explain quickly what Rainwave is, just for someone who doesn't know. I'm pretty sure I have before, but in case you have, in case in case you're obviously you're not was a common it, listener, was a, was a while ago. Yeah, was a while ago. Uh, so there is a streaming streaming app, a uh, gaming streaming app called Rainway that uh, was announced back last year, uh, and it would allow you to pay play anything that is on your PC to multiple devices. You could go to your mobile phone, uh, you could go to your tablets, you could go to your Xbox, you could go to your PS4. And they also promised a Switch, uh, Switch mm. thing if they can make the right connections with Nintendo. Yeah, which would be ideal just to bring. Absolutely, you could play like Destiny too. You could play Switch. it anywhere too. It'd be awesome, yeah. Literally anywhere. Um, it is. It was a fantastic idea. 
now uh, it's been in beta for a little bit. Uh, I haven't managed to get it to work, but I think that's mainly due- down to things that just need to be corrected. Because you've got to like do the the weird stuff, try and exploit the browser on the switch and that don't you if you if you want to attempt it yeah but you also can't do it on the switch because the the issue is is that um like there is a video codec involved which is the major problem i think um are they gonna are they gonna try and release like an actual app on the eShop? no no uh the thing is the thing is with rainway is there's no app it's completely browser based so if you have a console and you've got a browser on that console you open it up Rainway.io. Once you signed up, you can connect to your stuff by using a specific mm. streaming key. Even the um, even the consoles don't have great they, web browsers, do they? They don't. But if you full screen them, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, it, it that'd be great matter. on iPad and stuff. Actually, it would be really good on iPad. It would, it would make iPad. a hell of a lot of sense. It's on. It's on anything that has yeah. a browser. Okay. Cool. Uh, but the thing is, um, they have disabled the. They have to save with specific uh, devices at the moment, so you, you won't. I don't think you'll be able to use the iPad just yet. Okay. Uh, it's currently the beta for PS4, Xbox One. Uh, they do have kinks to work out still because I've still not been able to stream using it. But um, for stuff like the Steam Link, which I actually have one of them, I think I bought it for like twenty bucks. But it was one of the best of twenty buck investments I've ever made. Uh, 20 buck investments 20 buck investments we've brought the wit 20 buck investments uh, they, it was actually one of the best investments I ever made because I can use my PC from any room to do anything I want anything I can go I can go and open Google 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 oh. or now I can go to YouTube I can um, wow I, I can watch <laughs> I can watch shit off the screen sort of thing can you just use your phone to watch YouTube in another room but if what if I want to use the TV the Steam Link the Steam Link is for TV it, it's it's basically like if you had Chromecast, but Chromecast, Apple TV, etc. Yeah, yeah, whatever. same sort of thing. But it was twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks is not mm. not expensive, sort of thing. Right. But yeah, yeah. Um, as for the bad thing this year, yes, um, I think they really tried to circumvent people's uh, people's want into buying the console, mainly transition uh, from hype and. Uh, like the amount of the amount of games they were putting out per month. Uh, there is a lot I wanted to buy this year, um, and a lot will argue that yeah, you could still go back and buy those things, Bryce. And I'm like, well, you can. I can. That's that's absolutely correct. But the thing is, is like I'm, I am not a high wage earner, quite obviously. But I am a very big Nintendo fan, and I will invest money in Nintendo as much as I can. Uh. But the issue is, is like, um, there is a lot of games that probably would have liked to have picked up this year, you know, whether they be indie or full-fledged, like, you know, stuff like Disgaea, maybe, and stuff like that. Um, I feel like the release schedule was so tight on all these games this year that I, I didn't have enough time to rack up enough money to purchase everything I wanted to. <laughs> so your negative is actually like kind of a positive as well. There's just so much good stuff. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, it, it's 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 a negative, uh, I think, because there there was a lot to be excited for, but there were some things that took precedent over others, and then you were kind of just like, ah, oh, okay. But then by the time you know you've done that, you obviously can't buy that thing. There are the thing you wanted on release. Something else has taken precedent, and you've mm. bought that instead. 
but going down the track, like, I still haven't bought Disgaea because, like, if I waited a month, something else would be coming out that would probably be more worth my time. Because, yeah. It was like, cool. Oh. It's Mario Odyssey. I'm not. It looks like I'm not buying Disgaea this month again. No. Well, they did that with uh, Fire Emblem Warriors where they did that... The, brought that out the week before Xenoblade no Mario Odyssey it was Mario Odyssey Jesus I sent that out to die really except for unless you've got unless you're a big fan of Fire Emblem yeah (laughs) I I I I love Warriors I love Warriors games so I have I haven't finished that yet that's still in my catalogue to finish Mm, same (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's not really that high on my backlog list either I've got other things I want to play but Mm. yeah Um, I think the 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 thing I enjoyed the most was especially leading up to it started when they said we're going to announce what the NX actually is because throughout the, the the Wii U like had a great library of games but I still remember just leading up to Mario Kart and Smash in 2014 it was that that was when we were like okay the 3DS turned it around when they brought out software which we really wanted like Mario Kart 7 and Mario 3D Land that's when it pretty much really picked up and crushed the Vita at a rival and now it's at a 70 million seller mm-hmm. and Mario Kart 8 and Smash Bros in 2014 didn't do that at all for the Wii U no unfortunately no and as good as they were yeah so we're waiting out for that NX to be announced and they announced that and I was like holy shit this thing is exactly what I want for a, a games console yeah like it really is and seeing like getting mine and enjoying it so much like just especially when Zelda was like the in thing and playing it while um, cooking taking the Joy-Cons off and like, yeah. just waiting for my steaks to fry or whatever and I'm just like playing Zelda <laughs> or 1-2-Switch like having that sort of Wii experience multiplayer experience yeah and and seeing especially and everyone else feels almost the same way yeah everyone really enjoyed it and so much software come out whether that was because the last 2016 for the Wii U was dire as anything so a lot of these games would have been held Mm -hmm. so yeah that's my favourite thing just seeing Nintendo really come back with an excellent product and awesome games yeah that's exactly what we want from them just entertainment (laughs) exactly absolutely um what about your negative though the thing I didn't enjoy probably it'll be just back to at the start of the podcast when just the the cost for some of the peripherals like the joy cons I'm fine with but the dock that's like yeah. $130 mm-hmm. and that's just that's just crazy it is such a it is such a minor component of the console too it feels it like it is it is especially because that's like oh I've got spare income I'm gonna get a dock for mine game console but yeah $130 I remember sitting I was standing in EB Games I was holding it I was like I want one because I want one in the lounge room and I want one for my streaming setup and there's wires everywhere and I don't want to be ripping that out and putting yeah. it back in because that, that's it's a pain in the butt but it's not that it's not worth $130 absolutely not <laughs> it's um was it for a charger charger um AC adapter it's $35 right dollars so, and then you're getting a HDMI cable and the dock. So, what they want for the dock, they want 85 bucks, Something like that, yeah. Yep. And 
I, like before launch, I really thought that thing was going to be like eighty dollars. Oh, as a package, yeah, you would think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, the thing is, is that like uh, lightweight docks are cheaper. Mm. <laughs> lightweight docks are cheaper. That are like smaller in design, and you know yeah. they may be they may be third party. Yeah, I've heard some things about third party, like Brian Brian Altano from uh, IGN's MVC podcast. He recently sent his away because his um, port wasn't connecting to the HDMI to the TV anymore. Oh, okay. And he was using third party docks. Right. So, you know, it's probably not... No, yeah, okay. Yeah. Worth it. it it's, you know? it's a shifty deal, but at the same time, it's kind of just like if they're making them for that cheap and selling them for that cheap, then there's got to be a reason Nintendo's either selling them really expensive. Mm. But the thing is, is that somebody has... like There have been people that have torn apart docks, made something much more lightweight out of official Nintendo components, and there's not much in them. Realistically, no, there's, not, there's not much at all. There's a there's a board. There's a couple of USB ports, and which goes into a board, which has the HD the HDMI probably through the USB C is probably the most technical thing in it. Well, yeah, yeah, and you know that's not yeah, no, <laughs> it's not it's not that much. It, it, it's it's not worth that much money no. for like what is essentially just a hunk of plastic. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, all right, Bryce, we'll end it there. Yes, yep. I uh, I look forward to the next year of Nintendo Switch I think it's going to be well I mean here's awesome. to the next year in general I yeah think. absolutely like uh, there's there's got to be a, there's going to be a lot of information this year I think last year was about the product this year is about what to look for mm. as we go ahead and you, you see them try new things too with Labo and well yeah I'm sure some other wacky things that's what that's what like Nintendo is back they're back yeah, they are they are they're back they're back doing their weird shit with Labo they're back making fucking awesome games it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see Nintendo in form. Yeah. And they're doing... Especially when they're doing something so good, so right, but it's not even remotely the same as your Xbox or your PlayStation. Yeah. We still play our Xboxes and PlayStation. Absolutely love it. Love playing their first-party games, third-party games. And having Nintendo is a completely different experience to those, which is just awesome. Because Absolutely. Because like, the, the Wii U, like, the first year or so, you're playing... You know, it's getting like Splinter Cell and Call of Duty and that. Like, it's very much the same with like, hey, we've got a second screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. That was rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't work out too well. No. The the second screen only really came in, in handy for a very meager amount of things. Uh, Mario Maker and Wind Waker HD. <laughs> uh, and, and Xenoblade Chronicles X. Xenoblade Chronicles X made good use of it. Yeah, just the maps and stuff when you... Uh, yeah, but the maps also had like... Uh, I won't go too far into it, but there was node placement and stuff like that, node management and all that, which earned you currency, revenue, uh, reputation, all that stuff. It was like a mini game within the game. All right. And you didn't have to like take away from playing the actual game to do it in your spare time. Mm. It was one of the better uses I'd seen of it, but regardless of that, everything else, not really worth the time, mm. to be honest. All right. Yeah. This week's Nintendo Jukebox is Switch It Up by Triple Q. It's a amalgamation of some Nintendo tunes and Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, I picked this one because I remember this was trending on YouTube like about the time the Switch was uh, about to launch. So it came to my head <laughs> when I thought of the well, thinking about doing this as a topic. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. And uh, keep playing on the Nintendo Switch and 
doing backflips and uh, eating cheese. And uh, before 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 we absolutely piss off, his Twitter is at idruby. It is. My Twitter is at Bryce DeWitt. It is. And the podcast Twitter is at the House of Mario. And please join our Discord community where we can have some chats. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And a five-star review on iTunes if you feel so kind. And if uh, if if you're out, <laughs> if you're uh, trolling the internet while you're at it and you're following us and you're doing all these things, check out some uh, other podcasts from the 8-Bit Network. Yeah. Because uh, especially putting in work at the moment. He's, 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 Jono's putting in work. All right. Everyone's putting in work. Everyone's putting in work. But uh, dash yeah. culture. I, you know, John. I went on and had a chat with Colin Moriarty, and that's all cool. You know, that's 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 a big deal. It's right. a big deal. Anyway, guys, we'll see you later. See you guys. Yo, Mike, check, Mike, check. Yeah, here you go. Oh, nah, he he over here. Yeah, I heard he got that hot new thing. It's called. Girl, why you arrive naked? Get out the house, better and glide directly. But don't download, go out and buy the record. Hey, something sexy about a girl on the floor, all her friends around her. I mean, real clean, ain't got a touch of nothing. It ain't like I like a chick on chick or something. I'm just a sucker for a hot track. Give me a drink and a chick to tell stop that dance. is a hot little clap, flip it round. Now bring it on back, bring it down. Now switch. One in, last one out the club, bursting in, passing out the room. Back at it, this cat is a wit and a charm. Taking you higher like a syringe, hitting your arm. Bringing the fire, making you binge, ring the alarm. Let me see you clap, spin, baby, come on. Stand there, huh? But you too cute to dance? Or you scared? It ain't really that hard to do it. I ain't trying to be in love with you. Man. All I wanted was a moment or two. Yeah. See if you could do that. Switch your boo. Shut your mouth, fool. Hit your boo. The thick body.